Ready? Welcome to MedTalk Idaho, presented by Idaho Urologic Institute and Surgery Center of Idaho. We are broadcasting from Meridian, Idaho. I'm Barb Nielsen, PR and Marketing Director for Idaho Urologic Institute and the Surgery Center of Idaho. Today is a Getting to Know You podcast about IUI and SCI, and our interview today is with Greg Feltenberger, the CEO of IUI and SCI. Welcome, Greg. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Barb. So, Greg, you've been with IUI and SCI since April 2014. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about your background? So, I joined the military right out of high school back in 1988 and became a dental hygienist at the time, not necessarily voluntarily. And shortly thereafter, completed a couple of degrees and then became a health service administrator and moved into the officer ranks. And after 20, 21 years of active duty, I retired as the COO of the Air Force Academy Hospital in Colorado Springs. And it was time to look for my first civilian job. So after your retirement from the military and looking into new employment opportunities, what made you choose IUI and SCI? So I always tried to get the Air Force to send me to Alaska and was never fortunate enough for that to happen. And since I was in Colorado, I thought, you know, why not go to Alaska? And as fate would would intervene, I found out about the opportunity here at IUI and SCI. And from Colorado, it's headed in the direction of Alaska. So it seemed like it made sense at the time. So I, I came up and interviewed here at IUI and it immediately uh, was apparent that the culture here was amazing. That not only all the staff I met, but the physicians on top of the staff were just, I mean, just really down to earth, great people that would be a lot of fun to work with. And, you know, their focus was on amazing patient care and really being the number one urology practice and surgery center in the state. And I still had a little bit of that military, you know, gumption in me to try to aspire to rise to the top. And so I I knew this was the right place for me. It was the right fit here. Yep. So uh, would you mind sharing uh, with our listeners a little history of IUI and SCI and how this organization began? So this is all prior to my arrival, of course, but IUI came together in 2004 when they were incorporated. And at the time, there were there was a sprinkling of urologists around the Treasure Valley, but almost all of them were independent. So it was one kind of one dock in a box type of clinic or practice. A couple of them were in a really small group of two or three, but most of them were onesies. And they all came together and had dinner together for months on end to start the planning for what would eventually become IUI. And their thought behind that was really kind of a one-stop organization where they could come together and really feed off of one another and capitalize on being together in one place with all the different services needed in the urology space to provide the best possible care at the lowest possible cost uh, with that focus on keeping patients from having to drive to 
three or four or five places around town every time they saw a physician. It was all under one roof. And so in 2006, they they built our current building, which is really kind of the headquarters here in Meridian. And we've got a couple satellites, uh, one in Boise, one in Nampa. And then we also see patients up in Salmon. And then there's a little sprinkle of us, you know, around the uh, Treasure Valley as well. But mainly it's Meridian with a little bit in Boise and Nampa. Uh, let's see. Um, as an independent group, what is IUI's relationship with the hospitals in the Valley? So there isn't an official relationship. It's more of a, I wouldn't even call it an affiliation as much as there, there is support that's provided for most of the hospitals in the Treasure Valley. So the St. Saint, Saint Luke system, the St. Al system, uh, Treasure Valley Hospital, and uh, that's, that's kind of the extent. There are a couple other smaller hospitals in town that we're loosely associated with or at least provide support to. And uh, we provide 50% of the ER call uh, in the St. Luke system and 100% of the ER call in the St. Al's system. And we pro provide a little sprinkling of call in at Vibra but mostly, uh, again, our association with the hospitals is it's call and then and then inpatient surgery in, in the Luke's and the Owls system, at least to date. And of course, Luke's and the Owls both have the Da Vinci or the robotic surgery unit. And so there are certain surgeries that have to or ideally are done using a robotic surgery method or a laparoscopic robotic uh, method. And those are performed at the hospital. So we're about maybe a quarter to two thirds in the Luke's system. And then the remainder is in the St. Al system. And, and I neglected to mention, we're also uh, providing call at the VA, VA and also a little, little bit of clinic support. And since I'm kind of on that topic, um, a little bit more getting into the weeds of, of really what IUI has is again, we've got those three main locations, but we've also got a, uh, Compre comprehensive or high complexity lab with cryopreservation or a sperm bank. Uh, we've got a nurse visits department. We call that our clinical visits area. Uh, an imaging, a full imaging department, which includes a CT, X-ray, DEXA, bone scan, and an ultrasound. A research department. And we've got about 10 studies going on at any one time. That's kind of where the institute in IUI comes from. Uh, radiation therapy department. So we have a linear accelerator and we have a hot lab because there is a new radio pharmaceutical that's about two years old that is in the toolbox for advanced prostate cancer patients. We have a retail service line. We have an in-house pharmacy. Uh, we have several special programs, an advanced prostate cancer clinic, an overactive bladder clinic, Stone, and uh, we're working on, working on a telehealth program. And we're trying to add new services every four to six months. That's one of the benefits of being a private practice, a, you know, a tax-paying practice, not a not-for-profit, is uh, we've got responsiveness on our side. And so usually every four to six months, if it makes sense and if it's in the best interest of the organization and the patients, we try to add new services as our continued focus on being a one-stop. Um, can you share with us maybe... Are there other groups in the Valley uh, 
there's the independent doctors of Idaho, those kind of groups. Are you affiliated with them in any sense or any of the educational systems like ICOM or anything like that? Yeah, so you kind of you kind of prepped the question for me, but yeah, we've been with uh, IDID or the Independent Doctors of Idaho since the very beginning. Uh, we're we're firm believers in independent physicians when it's physician owned are more focused on you know amazing patient care. There are incentives, and, and that relation that patient physician relationship is so much more close in a private practice environment. So we're Huge, huge supporters of IDID and being in a, an organization like that and supporting other independent physicians in the Valley. And uh, with respect to other affiliations, we we also are an externship site for several uh, medical assistant programs in town uh, like CWI and licensed practical nurse programs. And we've just recently kind of solidified our relationship with ICOM or the Idaho College of Osteopathic Medicine. And some of their students have prepared some videos on some urologic uh, protocols, and we plan to continue that relationship to include, uh, it looks like year three or four medical students will come to IUI, but maybe primarily the surgery center to do a surgical subspecialty rotation. So very strong relationship with what's going on in the Treasure Valley medically. That's great. So uh, currently, how many physicians and PAs do you have at IUI? So right now we've got nine board certified urologists. Two of our urologists went on past their residency and also completed fellowships. One is in reconstructive surgery. She's our newest physician and also our the newest partner of IUI. And then our other physician is uh, completed a fellowship in infertility several years ago. So our reconstructive fellow is Dr. Elisa Perillo and our infertility fellow, who is also one of our champions in the advanced prostate cancer program is uh, Dr. John Greer. Uh, we've got five PAs, so five physician assistants. And I think that answered your question. Yeah, I think that's Yeah. And how many employees? We're, we're around 120 20 employees total between IUI and SCI and our satellites. And how would you describe the culture of IUI and SCI? So the culture was great when I arrived and it continues to get better. So one thing we've, we, we continue to really kind of harp on or we even refer to ourselves as this is we're a professional family. And both of those words are absolutely key. We're professionals because everyone here is a professional in the healthcare industry. And we want to be professional professional 100% of the time because that's what our patients deserve. The family part is there are 120 of us. Most of us work under one roof in Meridian and you're not a number when you're a member of the IUI SCI family. We've also, uh, again, this is a little bit historic, but we're really capitalizing on it because it's just that important is we've come up with the hashtag patients come first and we, we want to live that not just as a tagline but that needs to be an everyday thing so that every patient that comes in here ideally gets treated as though it is someone's who works here their mother their father their grandparents that's the way we we want our patients to feel 
when they're here and when they leave. And so the, the whole patient experience from the time you call or walk in the front door until the time you walk out that front door, we want it to be a great patient experience that is taking care of you. Great. So, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit about Surgery Center of Idaho. Um, can you tell our listeners what an ASC is and what makes an ASC a great option for outpatient surgeries? So an ASC is an acronym. It's an ambulatory surgery center. We, uh, we, we don't have patients in the building for greater than 24 hours is maybe the simplest way to think of it. And because the A and ASC is ambulatory, kind of effectively our patients walk in and they they could technically walk out. So they're, they're ambulatory. Most of our patients are only here for a few hours. Uh, they do get general anesthesia, but again, they, they aren't getting their operation f- for a significant amount of time. And then they don't spend a lot of time following that. So I don't know, maybe on average patients are here roughly two to three hours. And what make, what makes an ASC a great option? And maybe this is a, a little bit of an area that's not well understood because most people think of, I get surgeries in a hospital environment. An ambulatory surgery center is an amazing option if the physician or surgeon is credentialed at the surgery center is kind of a key piece that surgeons can't just jump around from ASC to ASC. They have to actually be credentialed or go through the appropriate kind of due diligence to make sure they can perform surgeries at that center. So there's some, some some preparation paperwork that needs to happen, but once it's done, it's done. Uh, but, but again, the great thing with an ASC is in comparison to a hospital OR or even a hospital same-day surgery center, an ASC is going to be significantly less expensive to the patient, to the facility, to the system, to the insurance company. Just it's all around a less expensive option. So it it is one of those great areas that can help get control over healthcare costs. What's great about it as well is the quality of the care and the surgery you're getting is at least as good as it is in a hospital setting. Infection rates are measured in a hospital. They're measured in an ASC. ASCs are right there with the hospitals, if not better in some cases. The patient experience is going again going to be at least as good if not better because the staff is far more consistent there aren't hundreds or a hundred people that are coming in and out because they're shift workers and things like that in an asc because it's usually more of a first shift or maybe a first shift second shift is they're the same people every day in a in a much smaller space they know each other they're a professional family they're focused on the patient they I mean, it's just that that connection with the patient is going to be so much more significant. And when I say significantly less expensive, I'm circling back around to that because the cost of healthcare continues to show up in the news. Is the majority of the cases we perform in our surgery center, as an example, we are somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 to 80 percent less. So if it costs, as an example, $100 to get a surgery performed over in the hospital, I'm $50. I'm $20 mm-hmm. for the same exact surgery. 
And so is there a way for patients to compare the price of what they would pay at a hospital as compared to what they would pay at an ambulatory surgery center? There is to a degree. Um, unfortunately, healthcare costs, and I, I know this is something that we wrestled with up in DC and it will probably forever be wrestled with. There's a, lot, there's a fair amount of complexity and even us as a provider of healthcare, we all wish it was simpler. Uh, in the surgery center space, as an example, there's going to be a facility component. So, so when you think about how your bill is kind of itemized, there there is a professional component. So that's the surgeon's fee. There's a, an anesthesia component. There's going to be a facility component. So the actual building, the space, the staff, all the supplies and equipment that went into your surgery. And there might even be some additional expenses beyond that. So super complicated when it comes to that and trying to provide people with kind of perfect clarity and mm -hmm. tra transparency. What we've done, and it's kind of the best we can do, at least at this point, given the way the system is designed, is we provide our facility costs, which tend to be the largest cost in the in the, all of those categories. Uh, because again, keep in mind that that is the actual facility. The, it's the building, all the equipment, all supplies, equipment, staff, kind of on and on and on. It's all of that kind of stuff. It's keeping the lights on. Uh, so that, uh, again, from a transparency standpoint, we've had that on the SCI website for coming up on two years now. And our billing department is ready to help you with that number as well. What's posted out there is if you are a cash pay patient, so as though you didn't have any insurance and you were just going to write a check. Uh, again, the challenge or the caveat to that is every payer is different with respect to how much the payer or how much the insurance company will pay and how much you as a beneficiary have to pay. So there's literally just no way I could provide that because there are in excess of 100 insurance programs in the Treasure Valley. So there would be a hundred different options. Mm -hmm. So the easiest way for us to at least kind of gauge that is, here's an example of what the cost would be if you were a 100% cash pay, no insurance patient, it at least is a starting point. Um, can you tell us a little bit what accreditation is and the importance of that? So uh, hospitals get accredited by an organization, and this is an acronym called JCO, and I, I can't remember what that stands for, but uh, usually it's the Joint Commission. We get accredited by a similar organization called AAAHC. Uh, it's specific to ambulatory surgery centers. The criteria is very similar to the, the JCO or the hospital's criteria. It's focused on making sure we're meeting high standards of patient care and some of the administrative stuff that goes behind it, but just to ensure that we are a high, high quality organization and we get inspected on a periodic basis, usually it's a surprise. And I'm happy to say that in the history of SCI, we have never received a significant uh, finding on the clinical side, they tend to be you know, a little bit on the paperwork, which is purely on the administrative side and 
much, much different than anything related to patient care. We are absolutely doing amazing and always have on the patient care side, as has been validated by these inspections. Right. So just to wrap up, Greg, um, I guess I'd like to ask you, where do you see, what do you see for IUI and SCI in the future? What are the goals of the organization? That kind of thing. Well, again, a benefit of being a private physician to own taxpaying organization is, you know, we need to keep our finger on the pulse of the Treasure Valley and Idaho. And I continue to see, I mean, it varies depending on where, where you look, but I still hear 150 people moving into the Treasure Valley every single day. The majority of them are over 50 years old. At some point, they're probably going to become a urology patient. And so in order to be strategic, we're going to continue focus on growing, uh, again, to adapt to what's going on. And we will absolutely continue to add new services and be a one-stop for our patients uh, again be- because we've as new things are added to the urology toolbox we want to be able to provide those services to our patients and not have them drive all over the treasure valley to get them and of course as i mentioned earlier is hashtag patients come first and patient experience we we want to focus on making sure we're taking care of patients as though they are our family members. Great. Well, thanks, Greg, for visiting with us today. I think this is great information that our listeners will appreciate. And uh, for further information on any of the services at Idaho Urologic Institute or Surgery Center of Idaho, please call 208-639-4900 or go to our website at www.idurology.com or surgerycenterofidaho.com. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Barb. Thanks. Bye-bye.